coming live to you on location from my bed in Minnesota because I don't feel like standing for this episode, which I, I typically stand when I record here, but just today I decided not to because I've been standing and walking around all weekend. I hope that's okay. It, well, it's not, but it's not like I have a choice, is it? Like True. And the last my time opinion I, matter? No, because it's no. just the Mark show. Uh, the last time I did this, I, Aaron was way behind on this podcast, so I heard the last time I recorded from home, like a month ago, or the last time I recorded from Minnesota, rather, mm-hmm. and I heard how bad my audio sounded because it didn't occur to me at the moment, at the time because I was just busy doing other things. It didn't occur to me to like go through my fix the audio process that I used to do. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I, like, I typically don't need to do it for either of us anymore, which is great. But I'll actually have to remember mm-hmm. to do that for this time because it was really bad last time and I didn't catch it while editing. <laughs> so there's just a lot of background noise because I'm not using my normal microphone. I just am using like earbuds and their built-in yeah. microphone. So it's not as good. Mm-hmm. But Not that rich podcasty voice that Mark's always got. That's right. That's right. So last week... I promised you a story. Yes, and I've been waiting anxiously. Yeah, so the story, which I, I just, I dropped the, the headline on Grant last week after we a were done story recording. story that I never thought I would hear. Which is that Aaron and I got kicked out of a bar. So, the way that this went down, Aaron and I are on a softball team. After a softball game, these softball games are late in the, in the evening. So, games are either at 8 or 8.50 p.m. and this particular week we had an 850 game oof so late i mean for playing softball you know feels kind of late and so we play our game we're done and then a bunch of us want to go to we had a couple of people who were actually a couple of our friends who had come to watch the game which was very nice of them and so we wanted to go to a bar that was just across the street from the field and that was cool. I'd never been there before. Aaron and her, and uh, her friends who were on the team and stuff had all been there before. And so we go over there. You know, it's about 10 p.m. at this point. It's a cash-only bar, which, as someone who never carries cash, was going to potentially be a problem. But it was fine. We had people who had cash that we could then Venmo to deal with it, right? Mm-hmm. I decided I was tired. I had just played softball. I didn't really want to drink, so I was just chilling out at the at a table. And Aaron and one other person go up to the bar, and uh, the guy asks for their IDs. Which fair enough, right? Mm-hmm. And Aaron's like, "Oh, I don't have my ID. I'll go back to the table," because she, neither of us had brought our IDs. Like we didn't know we were going to this bar afterward before <laughs> the game, so we just neither of us had brought our wallets. And so we go, she goes back to the table, and then another one of her friends goes up to the bar, and they each get a drink and come back, and then the bartender basically like follows them, and then accuses uh, the two other friends, slash also Aaron, of, of lying to him, because he had asked, after they had bought their drinks, he had asked them, oh, is there anyone at your table under 21? And they said no because that's the truth. None of us are. You know, we're all very much not under 21. 
But the bartender was like, well, they don't have their IDs, so I have to kick them out. Like, that's the rule. Because it is just, you know, a bar after hours, whatever. It's a city law, apparently. Or that's what he claimed. I actually tried to Google it afterward and didn't get a clear answer, but whatever. It's his prerogative to not get in trouble. Yeah. But we thought it was slightly unreasonable, and we ended up, you know, we left. Everyone else left with us, and yeah. But then, but then, Grant, the next week, we came prepared. We knew we were going to go there after, because it was the last game of the season, of the regular Mm -hmm. season at least. And so we brought our wallets. I brought a debit card so I could actually use an ATM for the first time in three years and get some cash. Oh my god. <laughs> I, you don't have... Ca- anyway. Keep telling your story. And so we are going in and there's a music, uh, you know, uh, a band or whatever. They're leaving. They've just been playing music. They're leaving. The bartender from the previous week is out there. And we're about to go in. And he's like, oh wait. And we weren't sure if he remembered us or not. It would be wild if he didn't, because it was the same group of people. We wear matching t-shirts for our softball mm-hmm. team that we were given. And so uh, he ends up, like, luckily he was cool about it. Like, he did remember us. He briefly asked, like, you guys have your IDs, right? Or this time, I think he said. And we were like, yeah, you know, we pull out our IDs. He checked them. He was cool. but And then we ended up actually, like, you know patronizing the the bar and giving them money which i'm sure they enjoyed so mm-hmm. yeah that is my story of uh getting kicked out of a bar wild yep super wild about as wild of a bar story as you're gonna get from me i think yeah that's fair <laughs> i i enjoy the use of the word patronizing i never know like that is the correct i never term. use it like that I know I, it's correct, but yeah. I never use it like that. And so it just has such a negative connotation. When you like what you said was not negative. Yeah. Like No, I agree. From the bar's perspective it was very positive. But I just but there's it no sounds so negative. There's no other word that I know of that means like to be a customer of, you know? And so it's yeah. like I like to use patronize, but I agree that I don't I don't actually like using it because I think along the same lines of like I know that this is gonna sound wrong when I say it. Mm-hmm. but people are going to know what i mean in the context yeah. oh is there a better word let's let's go to my let's go to my thesaurus app i don't know patronize just fyi your voice is going in and out of like very robotic hopefully it's just internet and hopefully that, it's my internet that's internet because i hear it the same on your end okay sweet baller yeah um patronize uh, like to they don't have no that's like preaching proselytize or something yeah they don't have they they patronized the local tradesmen the quote-unquote synonyms are do business with buy from shop at be a customer of like there's no like attend is kind of the same frequent but that's not really what i was going for Mm -hmm. so yeah, there doesn't seem to be a better word. Bummer. Yeah. I'm always, like, caught off guard when I get carded. And I know I shouldn't be. Because hmm. I also, like, live in a college town. And so, like, I get carded, moder- carded moderately frequently. Mm-hmm. But every time it's just like, come on, like, whatever. I think I'm the opposite where I always assume I'm going to get carded and I... Like, I preemptively always have my ID out. 
like, uh, like I like kind of like uh, when I would go to liquor stores or whatever. Lots of times they want to take your credit card and then check it against the ID to make sure that the names match. Oh, like I've had that a lot. Um, I don't know if I've ever had that. And they don't always specifically point it out. I've had it pointed out once or whatever. I think, um, but that's definitely a thing to do. Is like. Make sure you're not Mm -hmm. using someone else's credit card to buy your alcohol, because that's a pretty big red flag that you're probably buying it for a minor, (laughs) or that just something sketchy is up. Yeah. Uh, And so I always, like, when I go to, like, a liquor store, I often have my ID and my whatever card I'm going to use, like, at the ready in my hand, so I can just hand them both over. And so if I'm Mm -hmm. at a restaurant or bar, like, as I'm ordering, I typically, like, already have it out and ready. And oftentimes they don't ask, and then I can just feel good about myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's that's the way that I think of it. Yeah. But I try to be prepared because I don't like fumbling around with my wallet. Mm-hmm. I'd rather fumble around with it when nobody's looking, and then be ready. <laughs> Absolutely, I hate fumbling around with my wallet. So here's a totally separate thing, food related, of course. Good thing I prepared and had a snack. I was at a disc golf tournament this weekend, as I told you about before we started recording. Yes. Jack and I were going up to where they were selling food. And the food setup was there was just a huge tent. There were some grills in the back. They were making stuff, right? The menu Mm -hmm. was um, a regular burger, an impossible burger, a brat, a veggie burrito, and a chicken burrito. So I go up there, and I'm like, I'm just going to get a cheeseburger. And Jack says, I think I'm going to get a chicken burrito. And I say, that's an interesting choice to get a burrito outdoors at a disc golf tournament in Minnesota. (laughs) Turns out that chicken burrito is by far the best thing that place sold. (laughs) That's not to say the burger wasn't good. The burger was totally fine. But I was like, I was, I finished my burger and I'm watching Jack eat this giant chicken burrito that they had like the kind of burrito where it's not just like a warm tortilla. They also seared it on a flat top grill. Yeah. Like it was, it was big. It was hot. It was, it was so good. And I'm watching him eat this. Like I made, I made a mistake here. I paid the same amount for my single small burger as you did for that awesome-looking burrito. Yeah. So I got one today, and it did not disappoint. It was so good. Oh, like, gosh. I am slightly grading on a curve. Like, I've, of course, had better burritos in California. Well, yeah. But, like, man, it was solid. Mm-hmm. I was so impressed with how they did it, you know. God, you're making me give me flashbacks <laughs> to my favorite lunch place where I used to work, or like around where I used to work. Where I would never go there with people because it's not like good food, mm-hmm. but it's like that. Just like yeah, this is like a like a I don't. Oh, it sounds really bad and like almost like demeaning. To, but it's like a back alley burrito, mm. like like not literally a back alley, but like. It's not like a fancy restaurant or no nothing, but it's like, yo, it's a place that like makes food and like it's tasty and I'm not going to be ashamed of that. Yeah. 
And, like, it was also, like, a baller deal. Like, like Chipotle's almost, what is It's not a restaurant you're going to bring home days? to see your parents. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not a restaurant that I'd, like, bring my parents to if they're visiting or, yeah, that I'd bring home to see my parents. But, like, yo, it's a restaurant that I'd go out with on a Friday night, you know. <laughs> yes. I don't know if Mark knows, but... <laughs> Well, I started making the analogy, so I understand. Sure you do. Uh, <laughs> Mr. I got kicked out of a bar for the first time. <laughs> for not having my ID. There's no way you've gotten kicked out of a bar, Grant. <laughs> yeah, there's no way I've been kicked out of a bar, Mark. I mean, you can say that, but I honestly don't believe it. <laughs> what, that I have or haven't been? That you have, if you're claiming that you have. We'll go with that. Because I'm not telling the story on this podcast. All right. Cool. Then I win. Uh, I got kicked out of a bar first. You're sure you have, buddy. <laughs> You're a big boy, too. <laughs> this is like when I would, uh, when Greg and I had a conversation in a car once trying to figure out who had done fewer drugs. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, but now I'm all tired and I'm not really looking forward to working tomorrow. Yeah. You could call him dead. I could, but I already took two days off last week. I shouldn't take off tomorrow. Why not? You got days? I don't really have that many days left. I gotta... You gotta save a few for special events, you know? Exactly. So, I mean, I don't have any meetings tomorrow, but I should still work. Yeah. Yeah, like a punk. Freaking nerd. Yeah, and I, you know, there's another three day weekend next week, so not a big deal. What? Oh yeah, Fourth of July. Sometimes I think I'm a smart person, and then I say stuff like that. I I don't notice that it's almost July. Yeah, but that's not being dumb. That's just not looking at the calendar. It makes me feel dumb. Like I know what day today was, but I couldn't add seven to it, and then subtract thirty one or thirty. Whatever the number is. <laughs> Subtract 31 and then round plus or minus 1. Whatever. <laughs> My life's a disaster. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. How are you doing? Doing okay. Other than being you know what's a happened disaster? the past few weeks to me? Hmm. I've gone grocery shopping before we recorded. And I always go to... And I've been going to... I've gone to Trader Joe's the past two weeks. And I don't know about you, or I don't know if you go to Trader Joe's often, but whenever I'm, like, checking out, they're always, like, asking me about what I'm doing the rest of the night. And it's always just, like, so weird, because it's like, I don't know what to say. I don't know if I want to be honest with you. Like, do mm-hmm. we really want to have this conversation? Uh, but both times I've lied. Because, <laughs> like, how do I explain to them that, like, oh, I'm, like, I got a podcast that I got to record with my best friend, or with, like, one of my good friends. Uh, and it's, like harsh downgrade well because it's like how do i want to explain it to them like easiest to just say my best friend better to say like more honest to say like a vague acquaintance Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. like sworn enemy (laughs) sworn enemy most annoying person i've ever met who never leaves me alone Uh, real self-centered jerk yeah freaking forces me to talk to him every week Oh. Forces me to participate in his important life events. 
It's almost like he likes me or something. I don't know what idiot would think that I am someone worth being liked. Um, but anyway, I never like want to explain the whole deal because then people are like, "Oh, a podcast," and Why then would... it becomes like a a whole thing. Hey, like, yeah, it occurred to you to explain it all to a Trader Joe's cashier. Has it not occurred to me? No, it did occur to me. I just didn't want no. to do it. No, I'm saying the fact that it occurred to you is what's wild to me. Because, like, like, what are they going to say after I say, like, oh, I yeah, I'm just going home, I'm going to put these groceries away, and then I'm going to record an uh, hour-long podcast no, with my one of my good friends. No, my point is that the fact that you even thought about saying the word podcast is what's wild to me. I would just be like, oh, yeah, I'm just chatting with, I'm just, like, chatting with a friend or, like, seeing a friend. I don't know. I feel like it would be so quick for me to just come up with a mangling of this if I wanted to say something vaguely honest and I would be perfectly happy with that or yeah just, or I'd rather just lie be, and say I'm going to fight a dragon later tonight you so could that's also be honest green dragon and, hot sauce you could also be perfectly honest with them and say no oh, nothing much important yikes that hurts and leave it at that I mean like in terms of recording this podcast it's not important that we do it yes it's, it is <laughs> <laughs> it's critically important that's right i forgot about our tens of thousands of listeners who have a deep parasocial relationships with us yeah for real though i need the i need the vast amount of income from this show to um prop up my lifestyle that i have built for myself what's the definition of vast can vast include negative numbers <laughs> We don't talk about that here. Very. That was for off air. Extent of immense, like I don't know. Immensely negative could be immense. Well, yeah, immense can be like you can be talking about absolute value for sure. Like, you can have immense debt. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what's hilarious is in forty years when this podcast is actually huge and you're still telling me that we have no listeners. I'm going to finally learn that we're, like, the biggest podcast in the world. Now we're going to have this whole, like, drawn-out, hilarious court case about it. Yeah. Where I'm just going to be suing you for the YouTube play buttons. Well, the thing is that if we ever actually got enough listeners and we ended up, like, making money off of this or something, like, I would just figure out a way. I would find a way to, like, anonymously send you money. That would be so weird. You'd be like, uh, I need to... And then I'd come on the podcast and be like, dude, I just got another envelope of 10K in the mail. I don't know what's going on. Like, do I turn into the police? Uh, yeah. Is this drug money? I want to <laughs> show you the... Uh, um, I'm having a tough time finding this off quickly. One second. Do, do, do. A video that is... Uh, <laughs> Earn $20,000 every month by being your own boss. Oh, God. <laughs> I need to show that to you. It's very funny. Okay. Er... But not in the way that you think. You want to know what else is funny, Grant? What, Mark? Chuckle Bros by Brian and Ron Boychuk. Stealing my thing. Uh, we are in an ice cream parlor on Halloween, as evidenced are. by the October 31st calendar, uh, the weirdest <laughs> calendar ever, where just the name of the month is on the top sheet of paper and the day is on the bottom. 
unclear how that one works. Um, I suppose it could have 365 pages, and then it would work. But that would be a weird calendar. Um, we know it's an ice cream shop because there is a sign that says ice cream, beneath which are nondescript scribbles that would presumably have um, flavor names if the comic artist wasn't so lazy. And we have a guy in glasses dressed in traditional ice cream parlor garb with a complete with a like kind of squashed paper hat and red striped uh, shirt. He is standing in front of the ice cream display holder freezer thing with the buckets of ice cream in it. And he is talking to three young children who are dressed for Halloween. On the left, we have a kid dressed as a strawberry. It's unclear where their face is. In the middle, we have a kid dressed as a log. And on the right, we have another kid dressed as an angel. And the ice cream man is saying, Okay, so that's one strawberry delight, one maple walnut, and one heavenly hash. Okay, question. Uh, I want to read this top comment real quick, this featured comment. That's a real non sequitur, other than the fact that it could vaguely relate to ice cream. Premium members are the worst. So this premium member, Podog, says out of nowhere in response to this comic, real vanilla is delicious, chemical vanilla flavoring, not so much. (laughs) Podog, you are full of absolute S-H-I-T. I don't understand people. Chemical vanilla flavoring, not so much. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, so what did you want to uh, ask about? Uh, or talk about? First question. What the heck is Heavenly Hash? Is that a weed flavor? Um, I don't know. Hash, I think, was uh, if the poem that I read a week or two ago about Ebenezer's Bleezer's Ice Cream Store. Uh, I think hash was one of the flavors. Hash ice cream flavor. Because all I know about is like hash is in like drugs and then hash Heavenly is in like Heavenly hash browns. ice cream flavor. It's literally a thing. It seems to be something that's as po- like a rocky road. What this flavor heck? combines chocolate ice cream with a marshmallow swirl, chocolate chips, and chocolate covered almonds. That sounds awesome. <sighs> I see multiple ice cream brands that all have heavenly hash. Oh, tasteofsouthern.com. It's a southern thing. And a Quora question. Why did they stop making heavenly hash ice cream? And does anyone know what all goes into making it? So basically, yeah, people are just saying that Rocky Road is like the same as heavenly hash, but slightly different. (laughs) Cool. So there you go. So it's a real thing. Question answered. Briars makes it. What I was really curious about is, Mark, what what goes into your your ice cream picking uh, procedure at an ice cream shop? What kind of thinking goes on there? So you're picking at a pretty good time where each day after the disc golf tournament, we stop to get mm-hmm. ice cream. Yeah. Granted, once it was at a Dairy Queen and twice at a Culver, so not quite just a regular ice cream shop. However, on Sunday, okay. Before a week ago, before you keep going on, I want to cut you off because mm. you've pretty much just walked into my 
other question like I was considering. Trap? Yeah, and it is what is yeah, you've activated my trap card. <laughs> uh which is the question what is your dream Culver's flavor of the day or your favorite Culver's flavor of the Ooh, day? There's a lot. So for the first time yesterday, no, this was on Wednesday, actually. I went disc golfing with someone and we got Culver's after because mm-hmm. I had been in town for almost 24 hours and I hadn't had Culver's yet. And the flavor of the day was devil's food cake. Oh, God. That was killer. Oh, um, but that they also... sounds so good. I've never had that before, but that sounds amazing. Yeah. Okay, I'm looking at the list of official flavors of the day that exist. Chocolate-covered strawberry would be up there, except it doesn't use chocolate custard as the base, so that's kind of a disappointment. Um, I mean, for the most part, at least Culver's flavor of the day is like, the chocolate ones are going to be my favorite. Like if it if chocolate custard is not the base, I'm probably going to disregard it pretty quickly. Really? It's not it's not fully true. Like a couple of these, like raspberry cheesecake, I would like. Chocolate covered strawberry, I would also like. Like it would be better if it was chocolate custard, but I'm not like it would be fine. There's a chocolate eclair apparently that would be good, but I just like the chocolate custard a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm a big fan of chocolate and fruit combined as mm-hmm. just a general flavor profile in my life. But it goes really yeah. well in ice cream. Like, I love Neapolitan ice cream, for example. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it is mainly that, like, fruity and chocolatey, although sometimes I am in that mood for just as much chocolate as I can get. And sometimes I'm in the mood for just straight-up strawberry ice cream. I went to a a week ago, I went to Baskin Robbins and I just got their regular strawberry. It was very good. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, it it just kind of depends. Okay, segueing back, Hmm. what is the thought process going into choosing a flavor? Part of it is the level of activity I've had so far that day. Okay. I think if I've been more active and I'm going in like a little tired or sweaty or whatever. I'm more likely to pick something fruity because mm, it sounds mm-hmm. more refreshing. When you say fruity, do you mean like fruity ice cream or like going so far as to leaning towards like a sorbet or like something like that? If I were going to an ice cream shop, I don't think I'd ever get a sorbet. Okay. I li- like I like sorbets. I like sherbets. But at an ice cream shop that also has good ice cream, I'm not going to do that. Okay. So I just mean like strawberry ice cream is basically yeah. what I mean. I'm also likely to get strawberry ice cream as a side. So, like, if I go to a burger and malt shop kind of place, it's kind of uh-huh. a toss-up whether I'll get something fruity or something chocolatey. But I think chocolate for me is, like, a dessert kind of feel. Like, I, I'm in a chill mood. I have a real sweet tooth going on. Like, chocolate is probably my default like a chocolate-based ice cream. I can get any number of things. I can go for straight chocolate. I can get chocolate brownie, chocolate Oreo, all these sorts of things. Um, lots of weird chocolate stuff. But it has to be then something else about my mood or about how I feel 
that guides me towards something like strawberry ice cream or something a little lighter. Because uh, I also like uh, the Ben and Jerry's Americone Dream. Mm. And that's a, that's a vanilla ice cream base with a chocolate-covered cone pieces and I think caramel. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I just look at chocolate ice cream and I'm like, I, I just know in that moment that it's not going to sit well with me. Like, it just feels like it's going to be too much, too rich, as my parents would say. Mm-hmm. And then I go with something a little bit lighter, and vanilla just feels lighter to me, and strawberry feels lighter to me. So that's how I roll with that. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there's anything more conscious or involved than that. Mm-hmm. I don't think. What about you? What's your kind of, like, default go-to kind of thing? Mm-hmm. I'm normally like a chocolatey. So like I like vanilla ice cream base almost exclusively. Okay. I'm not a big fan of a chocolate ice cream base because all of the like, I don't know, like mix-ins or toppings that I enjoy are all chocolatey in some way or another, I feel like. So it's mostly like how much do I want ice cream and how much do I want like ice cream as a as a vehicle to consume the things that I actually want, which are normally like raw baked goods. That does change things. I will say for me, if we're talking about ice cream as like an accessory to something that's more of a main part. Like in reality, I just want a bowl of like raw brownie batter or something. Mm. But then like, Okay, yeah, mix in a scoop of ice cream with it, then I'll deal with it, you mm-hmm. know? That's fair. I mean, yeah, like a hot brownie or hot or chocolate chip cookies or pie, that's vanilla ice cream pretty much all day for me. Yeah. Well, like, I'm okay with, like, having, like, like strawberry pie ice cream, where it's just, like, kind of pie crushed up pieces mixed into ice cream. Like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But it's mostly the pie pieces that I'm caring about. Like, I'll, I'll like, yeah. pick around it to eat the ice cream so then I can just finish with, like, a few spoonfuls of pie pieces. But the thing is, for me, so, so I'm making the distinction between, like, if if I'm, if I just have a slice of pie, let's say. That's different. That's not what we're talking about here. Well, if we're talking about mixins, because this is, but it is different. Like, a, a brownie, I want vanilla ice cream. Brownie bites, brownie pieces that are, that are mixed up, like into small pieces that will just go down easy yeah i'm perfectly happy having that with chocolate ice cream that Gross. doesn't that Disgusting. doesn't um because the chocolate ice cream then is the main thing and the brownie mm. bites are just an additive little accessory let me be honest i don't like chocolate ice cream i think it's That's, gross huh? whatever works for you man i love it <laughs> yeah and i like spending time with people who aren't as smart as me and have chocolate fiend much to my detriment but it's, I just feel it's like the tiny. chocolate flavor, I, flavor of ice cream is always like just so poor. He says after roasting someone for their comments on vanilla ice cream flavors. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> but it's just like so like, excuse my language, but like half-assed chocolate. Hmm. Like I've never had chocolate ice cream that's like, oh, that's some good chocolate flavor. No, it's always just like, oh, it's chocolate ice cream. I understand what you're saying, and I don't disagree. Like I've had, I have had chocolate ice cream that is surprisingly chocolatey. Like it is the equivalent of like 
It is the Belgian chocolate of ice cream, you know? Ooh, that sounds delicious. I just can barely even imagine it. But at the same time, I have opinions about chocolate. That doesn't mean I don't eat Hershey's, you know? Mm -hmm. I still enjoy it, and I still enjoy all chocolate ice cream. It's just, it's it's the difference between having an opinion and having a standard, you know? Okay, like, okay. I, I have opinions. I have opinions on pizza. I don't have standards. I will eat a lot of oh. different stuff, and I don't and I don't really mind. I didn't think I had standards until recently when it came to pizza. Hmm. Where this, is the, this, what was the low bar? Uh, It was like a... A classic, like, college town pizza place that everybody loves. Hmm. It, I'm going to be honest. It was disgusting. Really? What was bad like, about it? Like, it was not even pizza. Hmm. Like, it was like flatbread with crap spewed on top of it. And I'm sorry. It was not good pizza. So I take and it it was... everybody loves it. <laughs> and I don't understand how stupid they are. So, sorry, I was yawning. So it sounds like... You're having a hard time isolating what precisely made it bad because everything made it bad. It was like it was mostly the crust. No, okay, so that's good. Like, cause it, like, it's really disappointing or, when you have a pizza that looks amazing and then like the sauce tastes bad. Yeah. No, it was that, like that's a pain. And it was also like I don't have just like normal pizza there. It's all these like fluffy like crap, which is like fine. Normally I'm into that, but it was just like. Okay, at least put that stuff on pizza dough. <laughs> like it it felt like they went to like Trader Joe's and bought like a pizza-sized non bread from Trader Joe's mm. and then put pizza toppings on top. I and understand. They didn't cook how... it again. They just like served it. Oh. Like the bottom wasn't crispy. It wasn't like golden brown or no nothing. It was just like crap. And people, like, love this place. And I'm like, what are you smoking? I mean, I will say that doesn't sound like something I would dislike. Again, this is where it comes to having standards and opinions. I've had flatbread pizza, like non-pizza and flatbreads. With non-pizza, I've had it both where you first par-cook the already-cooked non to start getting it crispy. And then you add the toppings and finish it off. I've also had it where I don't do that. Kind of like an English muffin pizza. Like an English muffin pizza is not crispy. Yeah, but it's called an English muffin pizza. <laughs> it's not called pizza. <laughs> so would if they changed the phrasing, would you feel a little bit better about it? Undoubtedly, because I wouldn't have gone there. Oh, well. I suppose I can't uh, argue with that. Like, it was one of those places that there's like a line out the door. Hmm. And... I was like, oh, this is going to be good. And is then this, it wasn't. Was this anyway, a one-off you know, situation? No, I, I need to ask real quick. Was this a one-off situation? Or is this like, is there a group of people that you know that like to go here with some frequency? Is this a repeat of the bar situation that you told me about like a month ago? Uh, There's a group of people who like to suggest going to this place. And I always followed up with a much better suggestion. So we never go there. So it's turning into potentially the bar situation, but kind of a flip of it. Yeah, except I'm going to ensure that I never go there again. If people go there, I'm out. It's not worth my time. You should, like, bring your own pizza to that place. Bring, like, a pizza Lunchable. Out Honestly, of it would be better quality. That's kind of like what it is. It's like a pizza Lunchable, 
but you got to pay like a couple bucks for it. Well, it's like a pizza <laughs> Lunchable. <laughs> it's for full size. <laughs> and you don't get to assemble it yourself. And there's no pizza treatsa option. Yeah. And also, I mean, the difference there is that pizza Lunchable is entirely raw, of course. Yeah. And you know what? You know what topping they lack? What? Peanuts. By Charles Schultz. Okay. You you did you got me in the first half there, as they say. Got him. Killing the game. So we got Snoopy laying atop his doghouse, staring up at the sky, thinking to himself staring up at the night sky to be particular. Thinking to himself, Good grief. I'm freezing to death. My feet are like ice. Sitting up, rubbing his feet. Well, no wonder. The battery in my electric socks has gone dead. Yo, if I ever buy electric socks for not like a winter camping use or something, just like smack me, please. That sounds ridiculous. (laughs) It's the concept of this. It's like a simple battery-related question for you, Grant. Ooh, yes. Well, maybe not simple. We'll find out. How do you manage your phone's battery? Poorly. What does that mean to you? Uh, I don't. I just always have a charger with me. When do you start charging it? When I start getting warnings that I'm about to run out of battery. All right. Uh, I try to, like, the second it says 20%, I try to start charging it, and I try to take it off before it hits the 80%. Ooh. That is, uh... I mean, honestly, probably what I should do. Like, that is, I mean, actually between 50 and 80 is... Or I think between 30 and 80. I don't remember exactly. But depending on the phone, it kind of, you know... But, of course, the other argument is phone manufacturers are aware that batteries are things that people worry about and you just shouldn't bother worrying about it the phone will take care of itself but yeah the the main reason is because i truly don't under so i have an iphone so it's got like the low power mode thing that it goes to like at 20 percent, it's like oh do you want to turn on low power mode mm-hmm. and then if you start charging it, it automatically shuts off at 80 percent. i do not know what disadvantage i get from always having low power mode on and so that's mostly the goal of, like, drop it down to 20, turn it on, and then pull it off before 80 because I'm not willing to go through the work to turn it on manually because I don't see the disadvantages that I get from just always having it on it, other than that my mm. phone uses battery less quickly. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, for the things that I assume you use your phone for uh, and the kind of phone that you have, I agree that you wouldn't really notice the difference. Like, for my phone, there are clear differences, in, in old phones, there weren't. In old phones, it was like, oh, it won't get quite as bright. Things mm-hmm. might take a smidge longer because it's going to try and use less processing power. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. These yeah. days, my phone has like you know a 120 hertz refresh rate, typically. But if you turn on uh, low power mode, it goes to 60 hertz, like what all phones used to have and what your phone still has. Mm-hmm. like that's one big difference and that like that is that makes the phone feel noticeably slower having that cut down it also won't use 4g or it won't use 5g it'll only use 4g because using 5g uses more energy mm-hmm. uh, i think those are the main differences also a little bit less brightness um 
So like it's it's more of a trade off when I do it, but there are st- but I still use it when I know I'm going to be away from a charger for a long time. Mm-hmm. But I understand you like just stick with it. Like my car has a has an economy mode. There's a big green button on the left to the steering wheel that has a leaf on it. And if you click on that, it turns on the economy mode. I turned that on the day that I bought my car and I've never turned it off. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, what's the difference going to be? I get more gas mileage, you know, by some small amount. And I think the only real difference that it has, as far as I learned, is maybe you accelerate a little bit slower and the AC is a little less powerful. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, why would I ever turn it off? Mm-hmm. I'm not really surprised that you treat your battery that way, though. I'm just surprised. Well, I'm sorry. The fact that you clarify that once it gets to around 20%, that's when you start charging. I would have guessed that you let it go lower than that. Oh, sometimes it does. Okay. (laughs) But normally it's not intentional. It's always like if I'm in the middle of something, it's like, oh, once I finish, I'll like go plug it in and then I forget and then I get the 10% warning. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then hopefully I'm done with the things. So then I go plug it in. But if not, then like I'll try to really remember. And every once in a while, I'm like, oh, yeah, my battery was low, wasn't it? Let's check what percentage it's at. And I see like 1% and then I like fly across the room and like plug in the charger midair type thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. That makes sense. I think this weekend was the first time. Well, it's definitely the first time since I bought this phone. Which I had, I had to replace my old phone after it broke uh, around Christmas time mm-hmm. last year. Uh, this weekend was definitely the first time that my phone battery fell below fifty percent. Wow! Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm typically not away from a charger for very long at all, and like if I'm in the apartment and not actively using my phone, my phone is often on a charger. Wow! I just have real battery anxiety. And I've like trained myself Jesus, to dude. be worried about my phone battery very quickly. 